Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks so much for joining us and welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Myself, my name is Chris Swan. Just by listening, by joining us, you're showing that you're serious about your retirement. The next step, of course, is reaching out and starting to create a plan around the ideas we talk about. Here's how you do that. 419-794-3030. That's the phone number. 419-794-3030. Online, ARHQ.com. Today on the show, is the right time to take Social Security when you're 62, 70, or somewhere in between. We're going to talk about those confusing buzzwords and retirement planning and how financial anxiety can sabotage a retirement plan and what's changed with the Medicare Part C Advantage plans, all this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys. Nolan Baker, not with us this week, but Scott Kirshner, Chaz Price, uh, glad to be with you guys. How are you doing today? Well, we're doing very well, Chris. Thank you very much. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Chaz, welcome. Uh, glad you, you made it today. You. Um, yeah, kind of an exciting Super Bowl uh, this past weekend. You know, football is over, and now it's uh, we're headed into baseball season, which I'm excited for that. Um, but, uh, you know, the weather this past week has been pretty, pretty darn nice up here in northwest yeah, Ohio. Yeah, we'll take it. 40, Absolutely. 50 degrees. Sunny, and, and uh, yeah, the car wash, uh, car wash shops are making their hay right now. <laughs> now uh, by cleaning all the salt off the the cars you so. get some good stock tips too from my car wash yeah. guy. Yes, <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely so we're doing well well good i'm glad to hear it you know the the, the milder days are around the corner something to look forward to is that going to be the case with the market this year uh, that remains to be seen but we'll, we'll get into that a little later on let's talk about social security i mentioned it right there at the start here the earliest that you can claim social security benefits 62 or you can wait later and essentially get an eight uh, percent annual raise up to the age 70 but here's the thing 90 percent of americans claim theirs before their full retirement age 67 for most people right now with a third of them collecting their monthly checks starting right at 62 Obviously, there's no one right time for everyone to turn on their Social Security, but how do you guys help clients calculate when the best time is for them? I think one of the things, you know, obviously I can't go and tell them, hey, um, you really screwed up. You shouldn't have done that, right? Yeah. And a lot of them are married, and you're penalizing not only yourself, but your spouse if you happen to pass away uh, before your spouse does, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's something that a lot of people, I think, are just ill-informed. They have different reasonings as to why they're taking it at 62. Mm -hmm. But, man, I tell you, if you can just wait a little bit until 60, you know, your full retirement age, um, there's huge advantages for that. How do you handle that when people have either already taken it or are contemplating taking it? Yeah, that's a good question. And you're right. I think you brought up the, the main point there, I think, is that people don't, uh, consider their spouse often when right. they're making those decisions. But most importantly, you know, most Americans, I don't think, fully appreciate the value that Social Security as a benefit can provide. Oftentimes, I think they think of it just as a monthly check. Right. But in reality, it's probably one of your most valuable retirement assets. I just wanted to share a couple other statistics, too. Only about 6% of women and 4% of men actually wait till age 70 to start their benefits. That was as of 2018. And then if you take retirement benefits early, 
um, you know, you basically get a 6.67% per year deduction from your Social Security for every year that you take it prior wow. to age 67 or whatever your your full retirement age is. Um, so if you take it shorter than, you know, 36 months, it's at 6.67%. Uh, beyond 36 months, if you're if you start collecting benefits at age 65, to your point, you'll have a 13.3% reduction. And so... Um, not always waiting till age 70 is the right answer. Sure. Uh, but it, it does come down to, you know, again, taking it seriously and understanding the impact. And, and what I suggest to clients sometimes is to consider it an asset. So mm-hmm. take it out of your mind as far as income, but put it in the context of an, an asset. So let's say, for instance, your full retirement age, Scott, or you had a client was 66 and eight months. Mm-hmm. Based on the Social Security's website, um, an average person you know, making about $80,000 a year, that benefit for them in today's dollar would be approximately $2,432. So if you, let's assume then that they live till age 90, you're getting $2,400 per month till age 90. That's over your lifetime about $973,000 sure. of benefits. Mm. But then to take it one step further is to say, what amount of money would you have to have stocked away today uh, you know, prior to retirement to generate $900,000 worth of assets right. based on some, some estimates, uh, you know, 5% return inflation at 3%. It's about $527,000. Okay. So if, you know, if I'm, if I'm an investor and I'm only looking at my social security is a $2,400 a month payment, I think we need to kind of change the paradigm there and say, what if I were going to offer you $500,000 you know, you you definitely want to take a little bit more introspective and be a little bit more careful with that, um, you know, those sort of decisions. And then, you know, going forward, if you if you wait till age 70, that's like a thirty five hundred dollar a month benefit. Sure. Right. So that goes up almost a thousand dollars. And now we're looking at uh, in lifetime earnings over one point one, almost one point two million dollars in earnings from Social <laughs> Security. You need almost seven hundred thousand dollars to to you know, create that income on your right. own. So just consider, just putting that in context to say, this is a, a really big decision. This is a really big asset. We want to make sure that we maximize and optimize. Don't just look at it in terms of your benefit, but to your original point, consider the fact that it is, you know, most of widowed American Americans uh, are drawing reduced social security benefits. And if you could stave off, you know, a couple of years, um, maybe even tighten the belt a little bit mm-hmm. and then collect Social Security later, uh, it's going to do wonders for your family and for your spouse as well. Yeah, you know, I run into that a lot. And, you know, I ask some, uh, you know, the people I say, okay, so uh, what are you looking at for monthly income, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't always necessarily need the full Social Security benefit or to replace that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, you know, one of the things when we sit down and go through our, our uh, educational seminars and on Social Security, I think a lot of the people out there, our, our listeners, we want to know, okay, you're telling me to not take it. How do I bridge that gap, right? Yeah. So that's what we do here in America's Retirement Headquarters is we'll offer you and show you ways to bridge that gap, put off taking your Social Security until maybe full retirement age or even 70, mm-hmm. and show you how waiting that extra time 
is going to benefit you in the long run. You know, I had a client uh, just a couple of weeks ago that, um, uh, you know, I, I helped her create her My Social Security account, and she, um, uh, and that's an account that you can log in and see your statement, right? And uh, she says, well, I'm looking at taking my Social Security. She was 68. She says, I'm going to take it at 69, right? Mm-hmm. I said, well, you only got a year left. She says, yeah, but look at, if you slide that bar over to 69, look at the difference. Mm-hmm. And it for her, it was like $39 a month. She said, I'm just going to take it now and move on. And, and yeah. uh, 39 bucks a month to her wasn't a big deal to right. get that extra waiting to 70. So the question is, uh, should you take your Social Security at 62 or wait? Once again, it depends on what your needs are and, and if you need that money and how uh, you can manage without taking your Social Security. But that's what we do here is we show you ways to bridge that gap and uh, help you understand the best time to take that. Yeah. There are hundreds upon hundreds of different ways to claim Social Security when and how to go about doing it. And there are certainly going to be situations where people do need, in fact, to turn it on at the age of 62. Uh, is 33% of the people out there that are claiming it, is, is it all right for them? Probably not. So to have a more optimized strategy to avoid giving yourself a lifetime reduction in benefits does wonders to actually sit down and, and run the numbers beforehand and, and figure out what's going to be best for you. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you with that. And it all starts with a phone call, 419 794 3030, or if you prefer, you can always schedule a time online, arhq.com. The Federal Reserve has signaled it might raise interest rates at least two more times this year before it considers a pause. Economist Jeremy Siegel tells Fox Business he thinks that's a mistake. Jay Powell already says the biggest force of monetary policy works with a lag. It's sometimes six months, nine months, 12 months. So this tremendous tightening, one of the greatest in, in history, its effects have not been felt. I would prefer that they stop now. I think there's enough evidence that the prices are down, that they could pause and wait and see the course. I think continued increases will increase the risk of a recession in the second half of this year. He's saying it might take a full year. We might not be until 2024 before we see the ramifications here. What does this mean to the couple that's trying to, you know, retire in the next year or so? Well, you know, um, every hurdle, there's always an opportunity, right? And, um, you know, the money market accounts right now, I, I met with a client. And in fact, uh, Chaz, you helped me out with a couple of clients over mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks where uh, I have a client that actually came into, you know, a good chunk of money. And um, based on their age, they, you know, aren't in a position really to do a lot of investing at, at their age. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in their 80s. And um, uh, aside from just putting it in the bank, and letting it sit there, her her bank was only getting uh, 0.05. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So what we did was we actually opened up a money market account Mm -hmm. and actually were able to get um, a little over 4%, which is an opportunity during during this, uh, when the interest rates go up. Um, Me not traveling down the lane that you guys travel down with investments, I look at this and I think, okay, so... If I'm if I don't have a credit card debt, if I don't have mortgage, if I don't have anything, any debt out there where the interest rates are really going to hit me and impact me, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this as an opportunity to maybe gain a little in my in my accounts that we always refer to as lazy money, right? Yeah. 
So I think that makes a lot of sense. I think you said something there too uh, regarding going into retirement being debt free sure. or as close as you can and keeping your expenses as low as possible. Because as Jeremy Siegel, uh, I believe he's a Wharton Business School, probably one of the greatest financial minds of our of living history. Um, I, I think he's right, and I think that's based a lot on uh, his his take on the Fed's inability to kind of you know dial in exactly what the course of action is that's not just this recent fed if you think about it 2008 2009 where was the fed then you know they were not able to uh predict the recession they weren't able to really necessarily navigate us out of it so i i agree i think it's this pendulum with the federal reserve that always swings one way or the other it's never uh, right in the middle, it's either they're overshooting or undershooting the mark. So you but, think they have like a knee-jerk reaction, right? And in, in, in some cases, yeah, I think uh, that's correct. So from an investment perspective, like you said, it is an it's an advantage to a saver right now to be able to lock in a pretty decent interest rate mm -hmm. on a fixed investment because of the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate policy where they've taken these rates up that companies and businesses and people borrow at and like you said, when there's higher interest, you think twice oftentimes about taking money out and making new improvements and, and uh, spurring the economy along. Uh, for, but, you know, for retirees, I think it, it comes down also to that you need to be able to be in a position to control what you can control. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the main concepts that we talk about at our uh, in, in economic events or that we can diversify as much as we want individual stocks and, and risk. But sometimes there are these events that you cannot plan for, like aggressive monetary policy. And unfortunately, if it hits right before you go into retirement, there's not a whole lot you can do about it at that time. So we really have to have a plan in place. We can't predict it, but we can have a plan. And so the first part of the plan really comes down to understanding that the inflation is going to affect all types of Social Security or all types of income, rather. So inflation is going to uh, impact all types of income, whether it's your Social Security. Now, often there's that cost of living adjustment mm -hmm. that we did see a pretty significant cost of living adjustment this year. So that's a good sign that the government recognizes inflation is a big topic for retirees. Oftentimes, pensions, however, if you're living on a pension or you have pension income, uh, sometimes those cost of living adjustments aren't in the plan itself or right. that you can't really uh, guarantee them. You know, sometimes it's kind of at the discretion of the company that's paying them. So you got to watch out for that. And then obviously your 401k plans and your investments. If you're a retiree that, you know, is living on primarily uh, the majority of your savings maybe early on. So in that previous previous example where we may recommend a person hold off on taking Social Security and, you know, you have to borrow and take from your investments to kind of bridge that gap. Sure. Uh, my recommendation to those investors is not to be too conservative, not to... Uh, be too fearful of the market and buying individual stocks because they, you know, although they will go down, some stocks, particularly the household everyday items like food and alcohol, like tobacco, your daily essentials, the daily essentials, sure. exactly, they have an automatic inflation adjustment built into them. And most individual stocks do because the companies can price in uh, to their products and services an inflation hedge. So, for instance, if cost of food goes up, we just pay more for it 
wherever we're, we're shopping. The companies can build in a little bit of a cost adjustment or inflation adjustment in the form of the price that we pay for products and services. So as a, a shareholder of those companies, you benefit from that pricing ability of sure. a company. Uh, so that's you know what I would say to investors is continue. You have to continue to invest. And in. yes, it may take a few years for these policies and procedures to take effect. So you don't want to have too short of a, a thought process with your financial plan. You need to have some short-term money, some medium-term strategies, and then also some long-term growth, you know, investments. Chaz, I like what you said, you know, entering retirement, um, debt-free is always a plus, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have the opportunity to actually maybe pay off some of that smaller debt that you have, then you're not going to be impacted by those interest yeah. rates. You know, and one more thing that you mentioned was, um, you know, some of the things that we go over at our economic summit. Uh, if any of you are interested in uh, attending our economic summit this year, it's actually February 28th at the uh, Hilton Gardens Inn in Levis Commons. Uh, visit our website at uh, arhq.com click on the events tab mm -hmm. and uh, you can actually register to attend that event uh, it's a great event and uh, we cover a lot of different uh, topics and uh, kind of it's kind of like our state of the union to give you a pretty good idea where uh, where things are headed into this year yep I think a lot of people right now are certainly curious as to where things are headed this year. Uh, that semi-annual economic summit again coming up uh, at the end of the month on the 28th. You can find more information and go ahead and reserve your seat, uh, arhq.com. Uh, Chaz, I like how, how you said, uh, I want to make sure I heard correctly. Did you did you call alcohol an everyday essential? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> alcohol, tobacco, you know, sometimes, at least in a recession. Sure, you know. sure. Whatever, whatever you need to get by. But uh, again, there is always opportunity in, in high inflationary periods and high interest rate environments and to figure out how to make those work for you. Sit down, speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. Go to arhq.com or give a call, 419-794-3030. I've got a seven-year-old at home, and, and he's been fighting for a while now, you know, the whole napping process. I think I think he's phasing out of it. I got to tell you, mm -hmm. and I told him, taking naps, it's a joy when you're older, you know, mm -hmm. but we have nothing on other countries. In China, 88% say they've made naps a regular habit versus just 13% of Americans. Shame on us. And uh, in Japan, they're actually allowing napping at work. Let's be truthful. Whether you're my seven-year-old son or otherwise, we could all use more naps. Unless it comes to our 401ks. We don't want to let them doze off. So, guys, what, what steps can we take to send them a wake-up call? Well, as you get older, I will tell you this, uh, Chris, and um, napping is it's, it's something that kind of happens accidentally now. <laughs> you know, the older you get about that, uh, right after lunch, you get to about that three o'clock, the sun's shining in your window at the office and the heat's there. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, I'm shutting my door and uh, going to do a little cat nap. Um, but um, no, I, you know what? Uh, I've heard that before where over in Japan, I mean, it's part of the daily ritual. They actually, uh, you know, I've seen videos where they actually have these areas little pods they do have pods you know and uh, uh to, to to do that and i definitely agree naps are important uh I, these days after 40 you can't go anywhere you know without taking one first so sure. it's like we got to go somewhere okay let me take a nap but um you're right the 401k that is the sleepy money sometimes that we we fear that clients have is that they trust maybe that there is a an advisory or some sort of service that's monitoring those portfolios and oftentimes there is not it's it's really um a lack of uh i think in the industry there's an opportunity there to help 
serve better the the people that have 401k plans that are they're still contributing to uh, maybe some of our younger listeners that just um, are kind of on a set it and forget it sort of sure. path and they right. actually create these investments we call them target date funds which are set it and forget it and that's probably one of the worst things that you can do um, so for those individuals uh, unfortunately when you're still working, uh, the plan itself, it only makes available a couple of different types of investments. The set it and forget it strategy mm -hmm. is one that if you're not comfortable buying and selling or monitoring the investments on a regular basis, unfortunately, those are often what you have. It's kind of like going to Kroger's or one of these big uh, Walmart super centers and then somebody telling you, hey, you can only shop on aisle six and seven and the bottom two rows. You know, sure. that's literally what the 401k industry is. It's a very limited select uh, investments, but it's important to know what you're paying for it. And so what we often do and we offer clients, and I, and I guess we could offer, you know, the first five callers today, we can run your receipt. Essentially, what we'll do is imagine again, using that analogy, being at a Kroger store and you've got the shopping cart and you're traveling around and you know you're adding things to it mm -hmm. you know you're you're taking items off the shelf and you know when you get to the cash register you get ready to pay and there's there's no monitor you know you, you as they're swiping things you're not seeing how sure. much things cost and you say okay uh and then the the attendant you know swipes all of your items and they say okay that's about 450 dollars you're like whoa you know i i mean i have kids i know what four hundred and fifty dollars of groceries looks sure. like mm -hmm. it's like one cart in the front and one in the back you know you're pulling right. it with two kids in it but you know you're not and you get no receipt let's say for instance you don't get any receipt you have no idea but they tell you you know what um here's what i'll do for you you can go online there's this 500 page thing called a prospectus sure. that talks about all the costs and all the energy that went into making these products and services and you know it trust me it's all there and you're like, well, you're not going to give me anything. And so that's unfortunately the industry of the 401ks. So if you have, and I just received a, a client send it over to me today. If you have the, the printout or you get the annual statement that shows what the holdings are that you have available and uh, pretty much just the amounts that you have in those particular funds, we can give you uh, an optimized report. So we'll tell you what the costs are, what the performance has been, and then mm -hmm. we'll give you our, uh, not necessarily a recommendation, but some observations about how we think we, you could improve and optimize your 401k. Because you're right, uh, there's just not a whole lot of options and oftentimes people have the sleepy money. But if you're retired, or if you don't even have to be retired, a lot of people don't know this, but if you're 59 and a half mm -hmm. years young, you can actually roll over your 401k to an advisory firm like the retirement guys, get access to all of the, you know, the, the different products and services and investment options that are available to you. And you get a little bit more customized approach, especially as you approach retirement. I had 401ks when I was in my early years. And, uh, you know, I see these statistics. Nearly 75% of Americans don't have any idea what their 401k fees are. Mm -hmm. I was one of that 75%. I got to believe uh, that number, I guess maybe that doesn't surprise me. 75% is pretty high. So what you just said was, okay, if you're 59 and a half or older, mm -hmm. still working, if you're contributing to 
a 401k and there's an employer match, mm -hmm. if I understand correct, I can roll over a portion of the balance, mm -hmm. still have my 401k contribution deducted from my paycheck and get my employer match. Correct. That won't change anything, right? So I can take the balance, roll it over to you. You can at least advise me and give me a more comprehensive mm -hmm. handle on what I've actually got. Yeah. And still make those monthly uh, contributions. Correct. And the the other advantage is that in our that would be considered a retail sort of investment strategy okay. where we're working with you one on one. In the 401k space, it's a more of like a group plan. Right. So it has different, you know, costs and things like that, but but they're not as transparent. You know, so sure. if you roll it over to an individual retirement account, now you're working one on one with a, a financial professional that, um, you know, kind of is able to customize and develop a plan for you instead of, you know, having to have a plan that's available for the masses. You sure. Know? Um, well, you might say, well, what about annuities? Why can't I own annuities in my 401k? Oh, sorry, due to the prospectus and the plan materials and the group as a whole, we can't order, you know, we can't have annuities in the plan. So rolling it over gets it into an individual retirement account. We can develop the plan and the investment specifically for you and the fees will be transparent so sure. you'll know exactly what you're paying and why. It all comes down to value and, and you don't really know the value of something if you, A, you don't know what you're paying for it and also you don't know what you're getting. Uh, if you need a little bit more transparency on there, a second set of eyes, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you with that, show you what you are paying in fees and if it is no longer a value uh, and you know you are you qualify, being able to explore those other options too. to get that started. Pick up the phone, give a call, 419-794-3030, online, ARHQ.com. As we've all had them, you know, that boss or coworker who sprinkles every conversation with corporate lingo. For example, uh, they don't talk about a problem, but, but they have a dialogue. And if you want to talk about it again later, they want to circle back on that. So let's apply that to financial planning. There's obviously a lot of buzzwords out there. Can you think of any terms that might be confusing to people and then in common speak, uh, make sense of it all? <laughs> yeah, Chris, in common speak, that's, I like that. Um, you know, we, we do have that, actually. I know, um, Chaz, you, know, you and I both um, know a couple of people that are just exactly like that. Mm -hmm. And I actually run into clients that um, will want to say all of these big words and it's like, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. you don't know as much as you think you do when it <laughs> comes to what we're talking about here. But, um, you know, this is a great topic because a lot of people, uh, I know, I, I always like to use myself as an example, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've been in the working environment now for 42 years in the corporate world. And I remember when I was new and fresh into this, you know, I think about my daughter at 22, I signed her up, uh, helped her create some accounts for her 401k contribution. And she has no idea what a lot of these terms here uh, actually mean. And I know it's it's confusing to a lot of people and they just get intimidated by it right yeah you know we've had we have a list of them that we put together here and i'll go through a couple of these and, and uh, let you take over sure. with a lot of the other ones but like diversification you know a lot of people look at that diversification what exactly does that mean right well it's spreading your money among various types of investments you know that's kind of an easy one right mm -hmm. diversification we talk about that a lot on the show and, and uh, making sure that we have different buckets of money we diversify and, and make sure that we are uh, have that 
money, the, 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 the quick cash that we need, and then that long-term money as well. Um, but here's another one that I'll, I'll talk about, full retirement age. And I think this one here is where I run into a lot of people when I'm helping them with their, with their uh, Medicare, and they ask questions uh, about the Social Security, the full retirement age. They think that when they hit their full retirement age, they have to retire. Right. And that's not it at all. Yeah, I've it's, heard you say that in meetings before. Yeah, it's like, no, you know, full retirement age doesn't mean you have to retire at your full retirement age. Mm-hmm. That's where you can, uh, um, you know, optimize your Social Security draws. Uh, Chance, why don't you go through some of these yeah. because these are really what you deal with on Absolutely. a day-to-day basis. Well, I'm glad that you guys asked me to to uh, touch base and reach out and come up with synergies <laughs> yeah. to ideate uh, some of this low-hanging oh, fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, our industry is just riddled with yes. big words. Um, I feel like sometimes it's just to make sometimes advisors feel smart, you know, and mm-hmm. some of this stuff doesn't need to be as, as complicated as it is, but all a lot of the times, too, we use a lot of acronyms, and so... Um, a couple of them, for instance, RMDs. I know people yeah. have heard that term. I use it often. I just you know, abbreviate required minimum distribution. And sometimes when I say RMD, I forget. People are like, what are you talking about? Sure. <clears throat> so the required minimum distribution is the day at which you are required to begin taking out uh, money from your pre-tax account. So 401k, um, your IRAs. And so the government requires that you have to start taking money out so they can get their taxes and because you haven't paid any tax on that. So that's a, that's a big one required minimum distribution. And what is that age? It's currently 73. So 73. it's been, yeah, it's been getting bumped out from 72 was well, 70 and a half, then to 72 now 73. Okay. So, um, big one also we throw around is rebalancing, right? A lot of clients don't know what rebalancing is, but essentially Rebalancing is buying low and selling high. Rinse, repeat, buy low, sell high. So if you ask anybody what the number one key is to being a success, successful investor, oftentimes they're coming up with you know, some um, you know, very existential sort of philosophy, but really it's just buy low, sell high. Sure. And so the process of rebalancing is the process that we go through on a, it could be as frequent as necessary, but at least on a semi-annual basis to make sure that we're doing that. So if any, you have any investments that have had gains, we're going to tell you to probably sell them. And then we're going to tell you to buy the ones that maybe you haven't done as well. Mm-hmm. And often clients have you know, a, a hard time wrapping their head around that because we're taught to just you know, let our winners run and we like to see those gains on the statement. But to be successful as possible, we need to be always guaranteeing that we're buying as low as possible and selling as high as possible. Well, you know, I see another one here, rollover. So I know we did a segment in the, um, the, the previous uh, half hour of the show where we were talking about taking a nap. Mm-hmm. For me, rollover is just rolling over and getting more comfortable, right? <laughs> right. That's not always the case. Uh, but we also talked about rolling over a 401k. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Talk a little bit about rollover. Sure. So when you have um, an event so, so th- that qualifies you to take money from a, a, an employer plan, so something that your company has set up for you to allow you to save for your retirement, um, there's a lot of different plans. 401K is probably the most common. Um, different types of IRAs, we call them simple IRAs for mm-hmm. smaller firms, less than, 100, less than 100 employees, but essentially the same thing. They allow you to defer a portion of your salary currently for the future, and it goes into this retirement account that by doing so, you don't get taxed on those dollars that you put into it. 
Well, when you terminate your employment with that firm, meaning mm-hmm. you voluntarily leave or involuntarily let go, that opens up an event, kind of like when you have special events in Medicare, sure. you know, certain things that allow you to access your money. Uh, retirement is one, termination, uh, and then, you know, again, reaching the age of 59 and a half. Right. So those currently are some of the main ways that would allow you to open up uh, the opportunity to take money out of an employer plan that we talked about is really not specifically designed for you. It's designed for the group mm-hmm. and allow you to roll it into your uh, an individual re- retirement account that's specifically you know customized for you. Other one here, uh, lifetime income. So these are you know the annuities that we uh, talk about sometimes in the show. We, we say that there's it's like saying cars. There are so many types of annuities right. and other insurance products. There's fixed, there's variable, some have fees, some have these features and benefits or bells and whistles that allow you to uh, guarantee certain aspects or protect certain aspects of your life that you want. And so uh, an annuity or an insurance product with a lifetime income guarantee is essentially a retirement uh, account or retirement income that you cannot outlive. So it basically guarantees that a certain amount of money will be coming into the household as long as you live. You know, you can outlive it, kind of similar to like a Social Security and pension. But again, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of uh, acronyms, and, and uh, we don't expect you to be experts, uh, but I think it's just useful to kind of have an understanding of them. And, you know, and if you want to know more and learn more about um, uh, any of the products or the offerings that we have here, we've got a lot of um, events coming up. We have uh, some educational workshops, the Baby Boomer Basics. That's coming up on March 13th at the BGSU Levis Commons. It's actually um, the 13th and the 15th of March. You know, go out to our uh, ARHQ website and click on events tab. You can uh, see all of the events that we have out there. But we go over a lot of these uh, different um, confusing terms, but we talk in a way that it's easy to understand. That's something that I I want to drive home. Uh, We talked about so many people out there, uh, so many uh, financial professionals out there talking Kind of above you, you know, mm-hmm. using using the the buzzwords and things to to kind of show off and 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 flex their uh, their acumen. But but really, you want to people to speak with you, to speak to you, help right. educate you, inform you. That's what you get with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. Whether it is in the office, whether it is at the the myriad of of uh, you know uh, financial workshops and, and classes they have coming up, you can see that full schedule there at arhq.com and register for them there as well. Uh, but to give a call, schedule a time to speak with them in person. Number is 419-794-3030. Once again, 419-794-3030. Some of us might remember the old commercial stating, it's not your father's Oldsmobile when they introduced its new generation of Oldsmobiles. And I think the truth can be said when it comes to Medicare. Uh, what What is the situation right now, Scott, with Medicare Advantage plans? Well, you know, that's, uh, I do actually remember that commercial. Um, for a very, very brief time, I sold cars. Um, I learned real quick that that was not my gig. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it actually is kind of the same with the um, uh, Medicare Advantage plans. You know, I run into, it seems like more and more, uh, as I deal with more people turning 65, I run into more of um, the unease and the... Um, well, to be quite frank, they're just concerned about the Medicare Advantage plans. You know, the Medicare Advantage plans 
are private plans that date back to 1966. So that's when the first Advantage type plan came out. It's actually, it was called a Medicare Choice plan. And that actually changed in the um, uh, Drug Improvement and Modernization Act of 2003. And that's where they came out and they changed the name actually to uh, the Medicare Advantage plans. You know, and a lot of people are very skeptical of these Advantage plans. And they, they quite frankly say, well, I've heard from so-and-so uh, neighbors, friends, um, co-workers that um, I want to stay away from Advantage plans. Well, most of the time it's because they're not educated on what the actual Advantage plans are today. Uh, you know, like the saying, it's not your father's Oldsmobile. It's not your father's Advantage plan either, you know. Um, I, I, I put together some bullet points here to kind of go over some of the things with the, you know, the Advantage plans. Uh, Part C was actually created in 1997. So as you've heard me talk many, many times, uh, Original Medicare has Parts A, B, C and D, okay? A and B are your hospitalization and, and your medical benefits, and Part D is your actual prescription, but your Part C is the actual Advantage plan. Uh, it was actually created in 1997 as part of the Balanced Budget Act. Um, the Medicare Choice was renamed, like I mentioned earlier, in, in, the, um, in 2003, and what it did, the whole purpose of that was to combine all of the uh, services you need into one option, okay? So for example, your Part A, your Part B, and your Part D are all now part of plans, or Part C, the actual Advantage plans, okay? Um, another reason why they actually created these plans was to actually lower the cost uh, of care for seniors, okay? And it's a managed care. Managed care simply means that it does have a network it's a, um, they have options for PPOs, preferred provider organizations, or HMOs, which is your health maintenance organizations. Uh, so um, many of the benefits of the Advantage plans today that we have that were not included in the original plans, and this is where people have that hang up, right? Uh, you now get dental vision and hearing automatically included. Most of your Advantage plans today have a zero premium, where before there was some cost sharing with premium when they first came out in the, um, in the late 90s when they made major changes. They did not have those benefits. You know, so if you had an Advantage plan back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you wouldn't have had dental, vision, and hearing on those plans. Uh, over-the-counter coverage, you can actually go to a, a pharmacy and get over-the-counter items as part of your Advantage plan. Um, a lot of them back then had a $25 to $30 copay for office visits. Now those copays are zero. Uh, so those are, are big increase, uh, changes today versus where they came from. And a lot of them offer gym memberships. In fact, I don't know of any that don't offer gym memberships, okay? So you can actually go to the Y, have a membership, and, you know, do your swimming or your exercising or walking or what, what have you, uh, all covered under your, you know, Advantage plan. And then a lot of them now, uh, and this is recent, is as late as the last couple of years, have really enhanced their essential extra options. You can actually get a flexible spending card that will give you discounts on your daily utilities, 
on food. Uh, you can get uh, dental, vision, and hearing coverage added, you know, a beefed up like $500 uh, card that has uh, um, essential extras on it there. Transportation, um, all kinds of bells and whistles are now added into these Advantage plans. And I think one of the big problems is, you know, we're all skeptics when it comes to what we see on TV and, and uh, on the Internet, right? And the the commercials that you see where you can get all of these bells and whistles, you know, the Joe Namath, the Joe Theismann, the Joe Montana, all of those guys are talking about these things on, on TV. I think people are just very skeptical of that and says, oh, that can't be true. All of that is for zero. Uh, well, it is true, but there are a lot of other things that are not being, you know, mentioned in in those commercials. You know, so um, a couple of the major improvements for uh, the Advantage plans are the maximum out of pockets. That's where a lot of people had problems. Okay, you might have a maximum out of pocket of five to six thousand dollars, and hanging over your head if you have any significant health issues, right? And I think one of the big confusing things is people look at that maximum amount of pocket as a deductible. It's not a deductible. You don't pay that first. Um, you know, so, so those are some major differences. In emergency and urgent care, uh, before, everything was network-driven. You know, like the HMO and the PPOs, you have to go into the network to get maximum benefits. Well, now... Emergency services and urgent care is covered anywhere uh, that, that you happen to be. I actually talked to a client here um, a couple of days ago, and they're down in the Tampa, Florida area. And um, they came down with some sort of an illness, didn't exactly know what it was, went to the emergency room. They were there nine hours, uh, not happy at all. Mm. Um, and all of the tests and everything that they had done was actually covered under the uh, advantage plan that they have. So I, I think what people need to do is before you have this preconceived notion as far as what an advantage plan is, you need to actually seek some uh, advice, um, get some education on what they are today. I know the people that give you advice and tell you um, you don't want this because of that. They're, they mean well and they're looking out for your best interest but they don't always know exactly what uh, what the Advantage plans are all about today. Uh, I would like to extend to anybody out there, I do a lot of educational events. I've got one coming up here the 21st and, uh, for a lunch and a dinner um, on February 21st. And then I have one on February 23rd um, of this uh, coming week. There is still seats available. Uh, we are pretty full, but we do have a few seats available for those events. This is nothing more than an educational event that will allow you to learn more about uh, everything we just talked about. And once again, visit our website, uh, arhq.com. Click on the events tab. You'll see that there's several different events uh, scheduled out in the future for um, Medicare and um, uh, the Baby Boomers Basics. It's certainly not your uh, your parents or your grandparents' Medicare situation, and there are a lot more options out there. It can be intimidating trying to to you know make sense of it all, but uh, it is important to work with somebody who is independent, who has access to a wide variety of carriers, and can figure out what's going to work best for you. Uh, the team at America's Medicare Associates, Scott Kirshner, uh, they can help you with that. Uh, you can give them a call four one nine seven nine four. 
800-800-3030. Or like you said, you can attend one of the upcoming Medicare workshops. A lot of them going on in the next uh, couple of weeks to find the one that's going to work best for you. Just go to ARHQ.com and register there. Americans are living longer, and that is something to celebrate to longevity. But there's always the fear of running out of money in retirement. Obviously, the longer you live, the, the more time you've got to take care of your retirement. But there is a way to safeguard against that longevity, quote-unquote, risk, and that is an annuity, which offers a guaranteed income stream for life. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the so-called enemies of retirement and how annuities can uh, befriend those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, we talk about some of the silent killers of retirement, and uh, these are the ones that aren't necessarily always in the headlines. Um, particularly, they're the ones that over time, uh, I think, have the biggest impact. You, you don't notice it. Uh, each individual year. But the first one I would say is longevity risk. And so longevity risk is the risk that you may outlive your life expectancy. And then so therefore, there's the potential that if your retirement income is based all on what you've saved in the 401k and the IRAs, there's a potential for it to run out. So that's one of the risks that we say, that's usually the first thing that we're going to make sure uh, doesn't happen, which is that you're not going to lose the game, meaning you are always going to have some measure of income coming in to meet your basic living expenses. So Social Security plus, um, you know, other sources of reliable income like annuities and things like that, we're going to use to guarantee those basic sort of expenses that we, you know you're going to need to have regardless. So food, utilities, uh, transportation, personal maintenance items, things like that. So we try to guarantee your, your, your uh, basic expenses with guaranteed sources of income. And an annuity is one of those options. Uh, an annuity just means until death. So that is an income stream that you cannot outlive. The other silent killer is inflation uh, to retirement. And that's, again, just the the um, the long-term effects of the purchasing power of our dollars being eroded away as things become more expensive. And so annuities have the ability, uh, and I would say the unique ability, unlike any other investment, to uh, insure against some of those risks. The other being market volatility. That's actually more common. I think people recognize that as a risk to retirement. But market volatility is obviously the potential for your, your stocks and your investments to, to go up and go down and um, you know precisely to go down at exactly the wrong time. That's the biggest risk that I think prior to, re- I'd say, retirement. And so annuities have the ability to really cover the base for all three of these occurrences. So with longevity, annuities have the ability, as we talked about earlier, to guarantee a lifetime income. So think about it in terms of a pension. You have the ability to purchase income stream through an insurance company. Just like if you're probably on a pension now, like say a GM pension, you're not likely still getting a check from GM on a monthly basis. Your GM has went out and purchased uh, protections and insurance against longevity or the risk that you know, they're going to have to have money in an account uh, long enough to pay pay their previous employees for as long as they live. So they offset that risk by purchasing insurance. You can do that similarly yourself. So you can purchase a contract with an insurance company to guarantee you a lifetime income stream. That's an annuity. Uh, the different types of annuities that we have, we mentioned before, they're like saying cars. Uh, for the most part, they kind of go down two veins, fixed and variable. And on the fixed side of the annuity conversation, uh, those are the investments I think that generally we appreciate most because 
uh, they protect. You know, we're able to not only guarantee a lifetime income stream, but we also can protect against market volatility. And in this last year where the stock market and the bond market were down double digits, mm -hmm. doesn't happen often, but it happened uh, last, I think, in 2008, nine, before that 1970s when we went off the gold standard. The annuities aren't affected by rising interest rates generally or market pullbacks. So it's the it's a amount that you can guarantee uh, against market volatility. You can protect against longevity um, and inflation sometimes uh, is is one of those risks that annuities have a little bit of a hard time overcoming because, again, it's a fixed income stream generally that you can, you know, you elect to take. And mm -hmm. so they don't often have um, uh, market adjustments or cost of living adjustments, but we do have the ability to then offset those risks with your stock market exposure and you know your your investments that are tied to the market. So uh, annuities again uh, part of part of a well balanced retirement plan. Generally, there's a need to have some measure of guaranteed income, whether it be uh, enough to you know cover just the basics, or maybe there's some things that you there's strong wants or needs that you want to guarantee. We can do that with investment products like insurance and annuities and then leave the discretionary expenses, the hobbies, the travel up to uh, the market to determine if it's a good year or not to go. It's not an all or nothing situation when it comes to your retirement plan. You don't need all your money in the market. You don't need all of your money at the bank or all of your money in annuities. You may not even need an annuity at all for your retirement, but more often than not, it is a blend of, of having all these things and making sure that it works best for you to figure out how it's going to work best for you. Well, that is where sitting down and, and speaking with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, having that conversation comes into play. So, again, I want to give out the number 419-794-3030 if you want to schedule a time or ask your question uh, personally with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters or uh, invite you guys out to uh, any of the upcoming financial events they've got going on in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, uh, there are dates marked all the way out there uh, through April at this point uh, to get more information about those, including how to go in and register your seat, arhq.com. As always, I want to thank you for spending part of your day with us here on the show, here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Uh, Scott, Chaz, as always, appreciate the time. Uh, thanks so much. Everybody have a great week. And as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Well, thank you very much, Chris, and uh, thank you, Chaz, for My joining. Uh, I always have fun uh, sitting in with you. Um, I want to leave you all with, uh, well, first, I want to thank everybody for listening, and then I want to leave you all with a retirement quote here. Retirement is wonderful. It's doing nothing without worrying about getting caught. Once again, thank you for listening, and um, uh, have a great rest of your weekend. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.